Welcome, welcome. I'm super excited about today's guest, my good friend, Norm Blumenthal. Norm Blumenthal is an attorney for workers and consumers, selected as one of top Amer uh, one of top attorneys in Southern California. Norm was also inducted in and recognized as one of America's most trusted lawyers for his work in the area of consumer and employment law. Norm Blumenthal, welcome back. Nice to be back, Bert. And, uh, do a little video here, see if they get this work. It's apropos, we can talk about video um, because uh, the first issue, and today I, I'd like to talk about um, where we're headed in this country in terms of uh, the Trump trials. And uh, the first thing that's come up, or maybe the last thing that's just come up, is uh, whether or not the uh, Trump trials um, should be televised. Right. And um, I think we can all agree, or we probably should agree, that the one that's going to go first is the uh, January 6th trial in Washington. That's because that's really, in my mind, that's the most important one and the one that the, the country needs to put behind it one way or the other. And the uh, Trump team, they want to have that televised. Sure. And the uh, prosecution has yet to speak, but the, it sounds like uh, what they're saying is no. And uh, from my experience um, in, in watching um, the United States Supreme Court uh, cases, uh, they don't televise it, but they have the audio. And my experience is, is that the audio um, gives everybody firsthand uh, information. I'm very reluctant to say no audio, no video, because everybody's got a spin on, on this case. Everybody will have a spin. And the rest of us that just don't have the time to listen to the uh, trial or not even listen to it, be unable to hear it. We cannot make formulate decisions for ourselves, but C-SPAN can run this and it can run it at night so people that are working can hear it for themselves and make their own decisions. I think it's very important because going into this trial, everybody has their mindset, you know, and when they have their mindset, they don't listen to the evidence. Right. It, it's important that everybody hear the evidence. Right now, Defendants are all innocent until proven guilty, and they have to be proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. So you have to go in with that being the, the attitude you have going into this, as, and you, you want to hear the evidence. You don't want to hear the spin, because spin doctors are going to spin it all one way or the other. Right now in this country, uh, it's down to 20% believe that Trump uh, actually won the election uh, in 2020. And we need to, to put this behind us one way or the other. Um, and from what I hear from their defenses, in my opinion, is that it's, it's going to be a knockdown, drag out fight in court. And we're going to have to hear and see what's going to happen. The defenses, which I tend not to uh, agree with the strategy, the attorneys for Trump are out there now trying to win the case in, in, in the uh, 
media, in the press, and that's not the way you win a, a trial by being um, a spokesman and giving out your your arguments <coughs> because you don't have the defense counsel. You don't have to prove anything. Prosecution has the burden, and all you're doing as defense counsel by speaking is giving them the impetus to of, of knowing what your case is, and you can you know put that testimony uh, in the record. And the, the attorney for uh, Trump is, you know, his whole point now is everything that Trump did was aspirational. You know, yeah, he um, uh, had aspirations that they would stop the election. <coughs> and he had aspirations that the uh, fake electors uh, would be okay and that he had aspirations that uh, Mike Pence would uh, turn around and, and stop the account on January 6th. Uh, and he had aspirations that the Georgia legisl uh, Georgia Secretary of State would find 11,870 votes. And so the whole argument is he has all these aspirations. Unfortunately for uh, Trump is the fact that he's being charged with a conspiracy. Right. And so... When you're charged with a conspiracy, the elements of it are you have uh, aspirations, just like Trump has, and then someone, not necessarily Trump, but someone that's a co-conspirator, they act on those aspirations. And so you are charged with not only uh, what your aspirations are, but what your co-counsel's co-counsel, co-conspirators did. Right. And, and so while he, all of these aspirations uh, in and of themselves may not be actionable, when uh, your six co-conspirators take steps in furtherance of that conspiracy, um, and you can prove that they conspired, which is also part of the, of the elements, you're just as guilty as the person uh, who hired the um, the fake electors? Who had the fake electors sign their um, uh, votes in Arizona and Georgia and Pennsylvania and Michigan? Uh, and so you you're stuck with with the actual facts. So you know now not only is there aspirations here, but there's evidence. And the evidence is, is exists that they, they, they fired the um, um, attorney general, Barr, and put in a new attorney general who would, uh, if they thought, would help them. And they, they were going to fire him and put in somebody in the environmental group in the uh, Department of Justice. And so they continued to do, have the, the, the acts in furtherance of this conspiracy, they had they fought they filed thirty lawsuits. Now, at the beginning, they they had these lawsuits, and at some point, you reach a point where there's a line. Right. Okay. So, and here, filing those lawsuits is is not illegal. Right. And, you know, in Bush v. Gore. Everything was litigated in court, 
and uh, Gore lost, and he accepted that that fate. Here, they filed 30 lawsuits claiming that there was fraud in the account and the machines were crooked and and they had all these bizarre um, theories and you know some of which they they thought were crazy themselves. And okay, it's still lawsuits. That's okay. Right. That's what the courts are there for. That was all well and good. But you know, it's the question is where do you draw the line? And here they they drew a line, they went one step over the line. It's really uh, where we are today, and that's what the case is about. Well, you know, and so just a just a, a minor correction, if I'm not mistaken, it was over 60 lawsuits, I believe 62. And as we know, he lost all 62. I think there was a caveat that he won, which was meaningless. But yeah, so the, you know, but the other thing to your point about the audio, one of the things that a lot of people have not done, and I did this uh, specifically when it came to Arizona, which is my home state, uh, Giuliani, the audio when Giuliani was was at the courthouse here in Arizona in front of the judge, that audio is available. And you can download it. You can listen to his argument. And the judge asked him flat out, are you going to argue that there was fraud, voter fraud? And Giuliani said, no, we're going to argue that there was, you know, some miscounts here and there and, and blah, blah, blah. So uh, to your point, you need something. If it's not going to be televised, you need an you, I do believe that we need a minimum of an audio because even if it's televised, and even if we have access to the audio, spin doctors, uh, uh, conspiracy theorists, they're not going to stop. It's going to be, it's, <laughs> but at least the people who are looking for the information can download the audios, they can watch it, they can listen, and, and they can hear the evidence. And ultimately, again, to your point, everybody is, is innocent, is, a, is presumed innocent till proven guilty. And so I think right now he's facing, currently facing over 70, 72 different indictments, might be more than that, but at least over 70 indictments. He, he might prevail on a few. Um, he only has to lose on one or two, and they're all fairly serious. I think, in my opinion, the least serious of the indictments are the one coming out of New York regarding the uh, uh false records or business records, those I think are, eh, they're, they're not as crucial, but you know, you're looking at the other federal indictments, they're all serious, not one of them is a misdemeanor, or they're all felonies. Uh, then you have Fonnie Willis uh, out of Georgia, that's gonna, you know, they're anticipating those indictments to drop, you know, within the next week or two or three, those are all serious. Uh, so, if he just loses one or two out of the 70 plus, he's still facing some serious trouble. Yeah. And, you know, I, I want to get back to my line that I've drawn in the sand. It's one step over the line for a conspiracy because the first part where he goes over the line is, is having these fake electors sign under penalty of perjury that they were the duly elected electors from the states of Arizona and Georgia and Pennsylvania and Michigan and other states. And that is over the line. I mean, he can have aspirations that uh, 
Georgia uh, should vote for him, have electors to vote for him, but that didn't happen. So instead of accepting the fact that it didn't happen, they came up with these fake electors. And that is just, in my mind, that's the smoking gun in terms of an act in furtherance of the conspiracy that's one step over the line. The other one is, is with Pence, you know, interfering with a, a government proceeding with trying to get Pence to uh, call off the vote and uh, not recognize the uh, decision of the duly elected uh, persons. Now, Pence, to his credit, didn't do it, but you, in a conspiracy to violate the law, an attempt is just as bad as in the actual act itself. So I think that that's a, another very strong case that they have um, that Trump can't can't run away from. And so in, and in Georgia, he makes the phone call for the 11,870 votes from the Secretary of State. Now, that's aspirational, but the fact is, is that there was acts in furtherance of that by the, having the fake electors in Georgia, uh, and that was part of the conspiracy. And so I think Trump's charged with going one step over the line, not because of something he did, but because of something he said and someone else did in furtherance of that conspiracy. And so we have those issues that he has to deal with, with the fake electors and uh, trying to force Pence, personally trying to force Pence into um, stopping the uh, the vote on uh, January 6th. So his, at the end of the day, and forget all the other lawsuits, I think that January 6th will really try, but still in all, it's a lot of baggage. Yeah. And the, the question really becomes, do we want a president who's going to be dealing with the 2020 election and retribution and, you know, kind of payback, because that's what he said. I get elected, it's payback time. And so are we going to have one a president to do that? Or, or do, uh, that's also a Putin protege and, uh, you know, has, has shown his colors there. And, and are we going to walk away from Ukraine? Do we want a president that's going to be look, looking there or do we want a president that would continue uh, in the vein we have and, you know, with record number of jobs uh, that, that have come in with uh, an infrastructure bill, with um, bringing down the inflation? I mean, we, you know, Biden's had a pretty good run so far. I mean, I don't know if anybody on Trump's side would admit it, but he's had a pretty good run economically to, to uh protect us and keep the country strong and to uh, be a force in uh, foreign policy to stop uh, Putin from, you know, attacking not only Ukraine, you know, the next stop is, is Poland and, and across Europe. And if, if, if this gets successful, you know, there's a really a danger that China would then invade Taiwan and then we really have in, in trouble in the world. So right. in my mind, Trump for protection of the American people and in the world and uh, in, in, in their own economy is he's just has Trump has too much baggage. And I would say that the Republicans should think twice before they put this man up for office 
for an office that he's going to not be looking out after the people. He's going to be looking out for himself. Right. Well, again, to your point, if you look at the 2016 campaign, his message was very tight. Uh, Let's make America great again, which he borrowed from Ronald Reagan. He had a very strong message. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to make America great again. Okay, great messaging. Today, his message is retribution, retribution, retribution. It's nothing to do with the people, nothing to do with America. It's uh, it's completely about getting even with what, who, who he perceives to be his enemies. Uh, to your, your, your point on Pence, I think the entire U.S., or at least, I'm sorry, most of the United States was extremely relieved that Pence carried out his duties. And he got support from Republicans as well as Democrats. And uh, he, I, I was so impressed with his demeanor because not only is he being attacked verbally in public by the president, but his supporters are chanting, hang Mike Pence. And, and at any moment now, I really was expecting him to, jump on a press, uh, what do you call it, a press conference and just let everybody have it. But to his, um, what do you call it, credit, his demeanor was very presidential or vice presidential. He wasn't trying to be, uh, he didn't do anything that uh, uh, to uh, exacerbate the situation. He just did his duty, upheld the Constitution People have asked him, when I say people, some of the Trump supporters have asked him, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? And he, he's very straightforward. My job was to uphold the Constitution. And some, of, and some of the big Trump supporters have acknowledged that Pence did the right thing. At that time, he did the only thing he was allowed to do. Um, Senator uh, Lindsey Graham was grateful and, and, and Lindsey Graham is a Trump supporter, but he said, you know, Pence did the right thing. He carried out his duty um, and, and to, you know, uh, on the fake electors. What's incredible about the fake electors as and some of these people are now coming forward saying that they were uh, bamboozled, that they were told one thing to sign this document and it was used differently, that what they were told was going to happen. But bottom line is it, it's it's. To, to me, it's two different acts, and, and, and maybe it's the same. Or, But at one point, you have these fake state electors. Okay, now we have a state crime, and you correct me if I'm wrong. Then they submit it to Congress. Now, we, in my opinion, we have possibly a federal crime. So it's two things in furtherance of that conspiracy. You, and again, whether these people were tricked, but they know that they weren't duly sworn electors. I mean, at, at some point... If you're going to be a duly sworn elector, there's got to be a ceremony. You're going to receive something from somebody saying, hey, Norm, Bert, you know, you guys are duly sworn elector. Here's your certificate. Uh, you know, you have to go. You have to do a ceremony. There's got to be a process when you become an elector. So I think somebody there was like, I don't know, smoking crack, pie in the sky. Yeah, yeah, I'm a duly sworn elector, even though I, I've done nothing to get this appointment. Um, and so they sign their name to this document. It is put before Congress, I believe before Pence, but multiple people. And all I can say is 
this is a tremendous test for our democracy. This is a tremendous test of the will of the people. Uh, it, it is, and I hate to use this word because it's been overused, but it is unprecedented. It, it is unprecedented. It's definitely historical that what we are seeing here unfold. And I'm grateful that our republic still stands. Yeah. The thing you know, the, that concerns me is Trump just has too much baggage and looking backwards and uh, whether it's Chris Christie or uh, uh, Pence, one of the two of those, at least they don't have the baggage and they'll be moving forward. The idea uh, is, is that, you know, the, whoever the Republicans have to call Trump out and say, look, you got too much baggage. You know, you shouldn't be running uh, the things you've done, you're charged with. There should be a trial, speedy trial, um, the January 6th uh, case. And that should put an end to the fact that whether he's guilty or not, I think that's the, the main one. And you know, be done with it. But uh, the Republicans are going to have to stand up because this country needs a president and looking forward. What happened is in the uh, pinch downgrade of our treasuries. One of the reasons they downgraded the uh, Treasury uh, uh, notes, that, you know, the full faith and credit of the United States is because of our political situation and what's happening in Washington and the threat that we won't pay our debts. And if you recall, Trump said with regard to the debt when he was president, why not? We'll default on the debt. I mean, he's defaulted on so much debt in his life. You know, it's, it's no big deal. I mean, but you have $31 trillion that is held, you know, around the world that would be caused a devastating depression. Jobs would be lost. People would be out of work. It, it, I can't tell you the calamity that that would, would bring to this country if we, if the U.S. dollar was in, de in jeopardy. And, and that's what he's done. So really, you know, if, if you're working stiff and you work, you worry about your job, or your whole treasury bills, or you, you're worried about your business, whether you're management or labor, I think you just need to walk away from Trump. Um, and so, you know, it's all right to have an adversary system. Management and labor can, can disagree on, on a lot of things, but Trump has just too much baggage and he's looking the wrong direction. He's not, he's not focused on any of the issues that are faced by the workers and you know he's just not the guy for the future and it, he's from the past right and when you're, you're in the past you got to stay in the past but and let him have his day in court whether he wins or loses it doesn't matter because if he continues to run and becomes president we are in a sorry state in my opinion well and, and i agree with you wholeheartedly Absolutely, more baggage than the, than like ten politicians put together. It's incredible. You know, I remember, remember, uh, I believe he's a Republican as well. Uh, gosh, what was his name? Something Weiner, right? Can't forget yeah. his last name. And and so, at least when he got caught doing his dumb stuff, he had the decency to bow out of the race twice. <laughs> and uh, you know, President Trump, former President Trump, has no no dignity, has no shame. He doesn't care. Uh, I was looking this up. You know, uh, I can't remember the politician's name, but a federal judge 
disqualified one of the politicians that supported Trump because of his involvement in the January 6th riot using the 14th Amendment Section 3 uh, disqualification clause. And I predict, this is what I'm predicting here, that Trump will eventually be found guilty on one or more than one count. All they need is the one. And then they can disqualify him. That's what I assume is going to happen. That's what I predict is going to happen because he shouldn't run. He's unhinged. Um, he, he, you know, we've already talked about, he doesn't care about the country anymore. He, he wants to get even, he wants to get back on that presidential pedestal and say, look, I won, I got it. It's me, it's me, it's me. The other thing that cracks me up about this whole thing is, and this happened here in Arizona with, uh, with Carrie Lake as well. You have these people who sit here and scream that the election was rigged. The election was fraud. It's it's a broken system, but yet they're going to run for the office that they're saying was broken and not the office, but they're going to use the system. I know it's the only system we have, but they're going to use a system that they're saying is, is full of fraud and broken to try to get a position it doesn't make sense to me because if I believe something was truly fraudulent and broken, why would I still waste my time? I mean, I'm certainly not going to run if I believe that the election is going to be stolen. That, you know, what's the point? Why are you running if you believe the system is broken? Because if it's broken, you're not going to get elected again, period. What's the point? And it all comes down to the evidence. You know, uh, I had a client once who, uh, in the case of, uh, he was uh, uh, in a franchise, and he claimed he wasn't in a franchise. He never signed a franchise agreement. That's what he told me, and I'm his attorney. And as far as I knew, that was what he wasn't a franchisee. And then, as uh, they're taking his deposition, they bring out a piece of paper. Let me show you, sir, a franchise agreement. And is that your signature? He goes, oh, you got evidence. <laughs> and so I, I think that's what's going to happen in the Trump trial. Oh, you got evidence. That's why I think it's so important to have this trial audio um, that people can see. And I think if we come out with one thing today is, you know, let's see if Trump crossed the line. It's one right. step over the line. But let's see the evidence. Let the people see the evidence. You don't have to see the faces. You don't have to see the people. They're protected as much as the Supreme Court protects themselves. And you even use, you know, caricatures. Don't even use uh, uh, photos. But let's get the evidence out. And I would urge the, the Department of Justice to, to agree to this as a compromise and proceed this way, because otherwise all we're going to get as people is spin, spin, spin. Right. Yeah. From both sides. Uh, I, I think as a bare minimum, minimum audios need to be released as a bare minimum. I would like to I would like to see it televised myself personally. They televised the O.J. Simpson trial and that captivated America. I remember back then blockbuster video was a thing. And Blockbuster Video lost literally millions of dollars in rental fees because 
America was captivated by this trial. And and so I think, to your point, Americans want to know. They want to know the good, the bad, and the ugly. They want to they want to see the justice system in action. They want to see what evidence, if any, the government has. And I think that for that for those reasons, it should be televised. I think that again, as a, as a bare minimum, sure, some pictures and some audio, great. But I think I think uh, televised would be better. And I think that America is not served. No, this is not a win-win situation. This is not a win-lose situation. In my opinion, America is not going to be stronger or better because one of our former presidents gets indicted. If, if former President Trump does get indicted, he's not going to go away. He's not going to be silenced. He's still going to have a huge amount of influence. He's still going to have his social media platform. He is never going to go away unless by some, you know, he, he does something super offensive and, and, and they take down his platforms again. But bottom line is America is not going to be served by, indi- by arresting and, and or indicting uh, or finding one of our presidents guilty of wrongdoing. That smears us. It, it, I think it hurts us. Uh, however, I think it's time, like you said, to move on. There's no reason to for America to invest any more time with a guy, you know, as you said, with that much baggage. Nobody else would do that. It is time for the Republican Party to find somebody else. It is time for America to to start healing from this individual. I, I just I'm just a loss. I, I truly am at a loss that the Republican Party continues to embrace. Uh, former President Trump as much as they do. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, has done uh, an incredible job of trying to impersonate, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, former President Trump. And, and, you know, what's so funny, too, there is a clip that I, I thought this was really smart marketing that the Biden administration is using because she got up and she was trying to make Biden look bad by declaring all the stuff that he has done. He's put together an infrastructure bill and he's done this to try to improve education and he's done this to try to improve the health. And all he's doing is is carrying on uh, some programs that FDR started a long time ago. And, and but everything she listed and she was trying to put it in, you know, she she was trying to put it in a negative light really rings very positive. And so now the Biden administration is using that video clip <laughs> in their marketing, which I thought was brilliant. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it's time for everybody to move on. And until former President Trump is disqualified completely, because he's he said whether he gets indicted or not, whether he's in prison or not, he will continue to run. And he says, even if I'm in prison, I will run the office from prison. I, I really hope that we never see anything like that. Uh, but it's time to disqualify him. Let him stay home. Let him build his business. Let him have a great life. But let's just move on. Yeah, let's close this chapter. He's got too much baggage. Let's stop looking backwards. Let's start looking forward. Let's get this country on the right track again. Whether it's a Republican or a Democrat, whoever gets elected, they make it a fair one, but it just can't be Trump. Right, right. And, and to it's your point, too much let's baggage, say- win or lose. Right. And if a Republican gets the office again and they want to pardon Trump, 
so be it. I don't care. I just think that it's, you know, I think a lot of people are, are both Republicans and Democrats are, are ready for somebody else other than Trump. Uh, again, a lot of high ranking Republicans have moved on. They're not going to support him. Uh, and so I think, again, yeah, we all need a break. It's, it's enough. Yeah. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. <laughs> Norm, as always, it's it's good. Uh, this case is so interesting. I think um, it, it's it's interesting from all aspects, uh, from just a a, a democratic um, uh, democracy point of view, from a legal standpoint of view, from uh, the people's will point of view. This case fascinates me. It fascinates a lot of people. I'm sure that you and I will get back together and talk about uh, some of the things, uh, some other things as uh, as more indictments roll out and, and as the trial uh, proceeds, it's worth watching. And anyways, I'm glad you stopped by. Looking forward to have you back again. All right, Bert. All the best. Take care. Thanks.